It seems a little odd on this seventh Sunday of Easter to have a gospel reading that's part of the big goodbye from John's gospel. We've been getting these readings from this farewell discourse in John for several weeks, and it's part of an awfully long parting speech, and it seems especially odd for us today after the Feast of the Ascension. Now, most of the church in the U.S. moves the Feast of the Ascension to today, but in the provinces of Boston, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and I think Lincoln, Nebraska, um, they keep it on Thursday, and so we have this seventh Sunday of Easter. And, of course, this farewell discourse from John's Gospel isn't the end of the line, really, But it sure sounds that way, doesn't it? It's mostly in the past tense until we get to, I am in the world no more. Uh, But we know this isn't the end of the story. It is, however, a time for Jesus to reflect on those whom God has given him and to pray for them. Now, over these weeks, especially at our daily masses, we've been getting pieces of this farewell discourse. And after a while, you start to get lost in it because it's a lot of I'm in you and you're in me and they're in me so that means they're in you and they gave them to me and they gave them to me because they were from you and we're in each other. And after a while, your head just starts to spin like, what does this mean? What is going on here? And it's tough to sort through all of that. And and, and no, I'm not really going to do that today. Um, But even in today's first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we have this this section that gives us the names of the disciples of Jesus that have gathered in the upper room in in Jerusalem after the ascension as they are trying to figure out what comes next for them. And so at the end of John's Gospel, Jesus prays, no doubt with considerable relief, that his work on earth is completed. And, of course, we know that his work is completed on one sense, but because of where this is in John's gospel, he still has to face his passion, death, and resurrection. Now, better scripture scholars than I will tell you, no doubt, that John isn't terribly concerned with things like chronology. (laughs) But the important message for us as Christ's disciples is that our work is not completed ever, apparently. (laughs) And all of this can sound a little discouraging, I suppose. Uh, You know, my my personality is such that I'm very content with projects that have a beginning and a middle and an end. And I like the planning part best at the beginning, and I'm mostly okay with the execution of the plan. And the the wrap-up at the end can be very satisfying. Uh, But the truth is, most of life isn't like that. Most of life is just things that go on and on. And a good example of that is if you are a parent. You know that when you're a parent, you are that forever. Your kids may grow up and they may leave home and they may graduate from a prestigious university. They may eventually start families of their own, but they are still your kid and you will always feel some kind of responsibility for them. It just goes on. 
And in many ways, uh, the work of ministry is also a work that is never finished. Yes, we have the end of the school year and commencement, which was lovely, by the way, for every bit of the four hours long that it took. Uh, I can tell you were there, right? Yeah. Um, But it's not like we get the summer off. We're already planning and preparing for what's going to happen this summer and what we'll be doing next year. And the truth is, there is always a next year and a next mass and the next funeral and the next appointment and the next meeting and on and on forever. And really, that's okay. And it's okay because the needs of the world and the needs of this community and the people in it are not going to be wrapped up anytime soon. And of course, there, there is this final conclusion that we're all working towards and hoping for. Christ is going to return. And maybe in God's timing, we'll return to him before that final chapter when he returns to us. And when we reach that final judgment, I think we're going to be scored on how well we lived for each other, how well we showed compassion and worked for justice and persevered even when life was hard. Our second reading today from Second Peter is a reminder that God is glorified not just by our triumphs and our successes, but also by our uniting our suffering with the suffering of Christ. And that somehow, even when times are difficult and we are not doing well, even that is time that gives God glory. Fortunately, with all of these long farewell readings, Jesus promises two things. He promises that he's coming back, but he also promises that he's not going to leave us alone and abandoned. The Holy Spirit is given to us to guide and sustain us for the work of discipleship. Next Sunday is Pentecost, so remember to wear something red, because we do that. Uh, And we'll be celebrating next week the coming of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's gifts, as well as the founding of the church. So don't be discouraged by the endless work of service to the world the endless needs of the people around you, and the routine labor of every day and every week. It's what we're here for, and it's why Christ suffered, died, and rose from the dead. And it's the reason why the Holy Spirit continues to gift us with what we need to keep going.